<clears throat> Hello, and welcome to Dad and Sons. More energy. Hello, and welcome to Dad and Sons. <laughs> or, as we are renaming it this week, Hello, and welcome to Dad and Sekiro's. <laughs> oh, no. For the second week in a row, I guess we're, we're, we're going to be talking about Sekiro. Wait a minute, don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> don't leave. There are other stuff to do. <laughs> I, I didn't play Sekiro. <laughs> come back. We promise there's more. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's been like a week, and out of the, the seven days, I spent two of them playing Spider-Man, and the rest, or like, three of them playing Sekiro, and the other two, like, <laughs> watching stuff. What, 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 what should we What should we do to, to start us off here, if if we don't want to scare people off? Well, I'm... Okay, okay, okay. I'm... Well, what? Um... Oh, what? Oh, oh, damn it. Wait, 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 what are you, what are you trying to do? you trying to lead into Sekiro? Yeah, because I'm, like, in the moment right now. Like, literally five minutes ago, I beat a boss. Now, now I'm, like, super pumped. Yeah, you were real excited to, to jump into the podcast today. Like, just before we started, you were yelling in all caps. Yeah, because fuck that boss. <laughs> okay, you beat the two apes, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Yeah? If you don't want to hear anything about Sekiro... Just fucking walk away right now. Here, I'll I'll uh, put a timestamp down for where you can jump to. Yeah, and then please hope that George write, writes down the correct timestamp and you don't get spoiled accidentally. You can jump to... False lar, we actually don't talk about Sekiro. Um, by the way, I'm starting a new tradition. Every week, I'm gonna drink an energy drink or a coffee or something, and I don't usually drink coffee or anything oh man but i feel oh man like i need that extra energy when i come to the podcast and bring it my god i when i was doing door-to-door job um i needed that extra pump because you work like 12 hours a day and Fuck. i drank bang um it was six days a week too Ugh. i drank bang and oh my gosh <laughs> bang is like this bang? head high this clarity that I've never had before. Not even when I, I drank coffee. It's cold bang? Yeah. What do you think's doing that? It got me scared. It got me scared. It's, it's creatine. It's creatine, of course, like 300 milligrams of uh, caffeine. Yikes. I never drink all of it, but just like a good 40% of it, and I get that high that I want. And and it's, wh- why haven't we figured out a way to just have this and it not have a negative effect on our bodies? But whatever. Sekiro. I, Matt, I have the solution for you. I have the solution for you, Matt. <laughs> what is it? The solution is, every time I wake up in the morning to get myself pumped and ready for the day, I defeat a boss in Sekiro. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to segue today. You... Okay. Okay. So, you know, so I, I, I actually, for the past few days, I've discovered something in the morning that is fan-fucking-tastic. It might have completely changed my life. I can't talk enough about how much I love this shit. And that is basically propping up little electronic screen devices on the on the lip on my treadmill so that I can uh, put a little tablet or a Nintendo Switch up there and, like, browse mm. through Twitter or play Wargroove while, while on the treadmill. Because it has the, the wireless Joy-Cons. You, you can freely move your arms around while exercising and playing video games. But, yeah, let's talk about Sekiro. <laughs> I doubt you're doing much exercise then. No, he's just turning <laughs> off his brain. Like, if you were able to play a game. I'm actually wondering how much you're actually moving. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? He has a point. He has a point. What do you mean? It's you, When you exercise, you're supposed to feel like... 
Yeah. Like shit. Yeah, and and you can listen to podcasts or listen to music or like put, turn the TV on to take your brain off that. This is just the next step up. Hmm. See, I can't even listen to podcasts when I exercise because it's it doesn't distract enough from the burn. Yeah. I can't exercise if I can't distract myself. Going back to like the Doom soundtrack, like I need like the Doom Ooh, soundtrack pumping in my one. ears to get me going. I used to run to F Zero music because I'm a piece of trash, but <laughs> that is excellent. And then you get that random guy like, "Hey, you still using that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, go ahead, man, go ahead." <laughs> if 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 your treadmill has like a little plastic lip on it that that can hold a tablet or a Nintendo Switch. Please slap that shit on there. You will you will burn the calories away. Time will just fly. You won't even noticing it. It won't hurt anymore. It'll make exercise fun. But no, let's talk about Sekiro. Well, do you know what I've just realized? All, right, so, all the people who yeah. skipped the timestamp now have missed all this wonderful exercise time. Okay, okay, now don't don't put the timestamp now. That was a fake timestamp. Put it later. This is the real timestamp. Like edit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now put it. Now put. The okay, timestamp. okay. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna re-edit me to like have the first attempt in, but corrected. If you don't want to hear anything about Sekiro, you can jump to around about thirty-two minutes. So let's talk. Let's talk about Sekiro. We we all are well, all right. So let's talk about the first one first. All right, you were talking about the first eighth, and I was like, oh, I made a slip a little bit. Yeah. But what happened when you beat the, I guess, the first health on the ape? When you thought you defeated it? You see, it's funny you say that, but Dunkey had already spoiled that shit for me. Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I didn't think he'd be as far as I was at that point, but he was. And no, then I. The like the last shot of that video is is the ape getting back up, but man, I imagine it must have been pretty fucking brilliant when it happened. Yeah, or you were pissed off. Yeah, I don't, it, it I don't scared really. the crap out of me. Like, yes, <laughs> I was like so happy because it it that it pisses you off. Like because what happens that is um, there's a certain type of way you can spin around the ape to make him trip over his uh, feet mm. but for some reason you can't get it every time and I didn't understand what I was doing the first two times so I ended up having to adopt a different strategy of kind of like a hit and run tactic um, and slight fi firecrackers because you can't spam the firecrackers on that no app. so like um, I just gave up with firecrackers entirely that boss took me like a mm -hmm. long time because He's one of the only bosses in the game where building up the posture doesn't work. You have to literally just whittle his health down, and I don't really yeah. have the patience for that. So I get, I start out being defensive, but then I get massively aggressive, and then I just ended up dying multiple yeah. times. Yeah, I feel that. But so, I did discover mm -hmm. something that if you are playing Sekiro, and for some reason you're still listening to this, and you haven't got to that first ape, or even the second part that we'll talk about in a minute on the second form george this will apply to you yes he does this attack that builds up your terror bar which is a status like effect that's like poison or shock damage in like oh no you gotta sedate yourself Right? Yeah. So you have to, like, take, what is it, pacifying agent or whatever? Just guzzle to... them down. Shove them down guzzle your them hole. Down. But you don't even have to do that. You don't even have to do that, right? The sh the prosthetic shield that you can buy. Yeah, I just got that. Right? That, 
you can just open that up and it blocks all terror damage. Really? Do you think you can use it on the headless? I wonder if hmm. you can. I think maybe you sh might be able to. I haven't tried it, might but there is another boss. Yeah, yeah, you can. I there was another boss I came across that was like similar, and I used it, and it worked. So maybe, but the fact that I found that out, and I didn't have to like get the fuck out every time he did the terror AOE attack, which was like pissing me the shit the hell out. And it the shield only costs one emblem, so it's like wow, this is like cheating. Uh, but yeah, just before we started the podcast, literally five minutes before, I fucking beat <laughs> the next part, which is. Get ready for it, if you don't know. Two apes at the same time. So, Holy <laughs> so uh, did you Holy like the, is the introduction of that, that uh, second ape? Oh. <laughs> when, he, when you think he's just looking at the wall, and then he just kind of turns back. Yeah, and no he hasn't head. got a head, and he's like, <laughs> his stump neck is like looking directly at you, and he's like, I remember you. And you're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And then you realize he's super easy. And then the second phase yeah. happens. And then you're like, oh, shit. This is awful. It yeah. didn't take it, me that many times. So, but it was so frustrating. Because the camera is fucking dog shit. That is like the worst part. Ugh, of it's so bad. That is the worst I, part. I have a, a quirk. Um, I want to ask you guys about yeah. it. Are you guys having any trouble with the ledge grab button? Mm, yes. You. Yeah, I would fall. Yeah, I would lot. fall, but then I realized you can't tap it. You have to just hold it. So when you jump and you're near oh, it, you just hold it. Oh, really? You don't tap it. You hold it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. The thing is, it doesn't. That doesn't work for anything else, like blocking or or parrying. You can't. You can't hold the button. So that's yeah, weird. I've been. My method has been mash X, but only before. You see the ledge, like, if, if I'm falling down away from the ledge, he doesn't seem to want to grab it. If I'm jumping up towards the ledge, he seems to grab it if I tap. No, it's like, I feel like if you're close to it, he will grab. He will just grab it if you're holding on, because that's like, changes his state into, like, grabbing. Oh, so, God, I don't know. that makes sense. Okay. The one thing I have struggled with, there are times when, like, there'll be the green uh, rope thing, like the icon, to grab onto, like, a different part with the rope uh, grappling hook thing and for some reason unless the camera is like almost at least like 50% yeah, aiming towards it even if it's on the screen he will just fucking miss it completely and then I'll be like oh okay that sucks I kind of wanted to go over there before I fell down this pit I'm, I'm working my way through Ashina Castle. I'm, I'm at the wall, the Genshiro wall at the moment. On the other side of the wall is, is a gun fortress located somewhere in the fog. I haven't gone down there yet. The Unseen, unseen yeah, Valley, don't, I think it's called. Yeah, don't, 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 don't. Save it for <laughs> no, later. I beat Genshiro. Because yeah. um, like, now I look back at it, Genshiro really is a wall, but man. Yeah, yeah. Does he I, does he prepare you for what comes later? I haven't got super frustrated at him, but he's definitely something I gotta I gotta sit down and concentrate on for a while. I've gotten up to his second form, like chipped him down a third of the way from there. Yeah. So I, I feel yeah. like I'm I, I'm getting it, but you know, just haven't. It's weird because Gentro actually becomes like the fir the first like two health bars become so easy after you've done it enough times that you just realize every pattern. Yep. I never really got to a point like that in Dark Souls where I just realized every pattern and could like matrix my way through it. Yep, kind of kind of way. I also feel like this game's actually easier, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, me too. I agree. After last week, uh, I remember I 
I, I, I'm still sticking with my doubts about the level design in this game. Like, like after last week, I sat down and looked at it, and like I'm still feeling like I'm seeing a lot of the same assets every here and there. And the verticality is like confusing me in in terms of getting lost and sometimes not knowing where to go. It's Japan though. Yeah. Like it's very Japanese thing. I'm not really sure how you could. Yeah. They have a lot of variation, <laughs> and the verticality. I disagree with you in that regard about like it being the same because it has a lot of ver- verticality to it, which means that your perspective is always changing. Maybe you're looking at very similar stuff, but your perspective upon the level changes a lot. Usually yeah. when you play games that are, you know, for the most part, ground-based, you are always looking at it the same perspective all the time from the start to the end. There's very little variation. And, and they can uh, point your funnel towards focal points and stuff. And I noticed... Yeah, exactly, right? I, I, I was doing the same thing in Breath of the Wild. Instead of going down on the ground and following the roads, I tend to take, take the routes above the roads, which ends up kind of visually obscuring where the roads are supposed to be. But anyway, no, besides the, the griping, I, I want to I talk about a positive that I didn't get into last week, and that is the atmosphere, the sense of atmosphere, the the, the character design and the visual design. I, 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 I feel like there are assets repeating in there, but some of the vistas they have set up and some of the, the apparitions especially like look like old scroll art come to life. And uh, the 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 Japanese-ness of the Souls games is something that feels purely at home and totally appropriate right here. But it kind of makes the previous games in the seer in the in the style in the Soulsborne style feel uh, the it, it makes the uneasy atmosphere of those games, the alien horror of them, like so much more real now that you know what's informing a lot of that, like uh, the the silence of. Of these these beautiful snowy fields in Japan is just haunting, but the silence of of a city like Yarnum that's supposed to be this bustling industrial uh, uh, stonework metropolis is so much more eerie and surreal because <laughs> it's it's more of a Japanese thing. Yeah, it's very peaceful, which is uh, strange. It's incredibly peaceful. And then can become spooky in other contexts. <laughs> yes, when you go to... Uh, Matt, I don't know if you remember when you go up towards the monk area. Oh, that one was great. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just have that really haunting monk chant. In the battle in the music. Yeah. And it's like... And it scared the crap out of me. Every time it like you would kill all the monks. And oh my god. It'll still be there. It's so creepy. Slowly in the background. It's really creepy. And you're like... Ha! Huh, this has suddenly become Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. It's... It makes... Oh, man. I don't... Um, it's one of those things where it, it's... It it adds to that atmosphere of like, oh, man, I'm going to die in this area. Yeah, this is the area where I don't know if they're harder or, or, or you know, can be overcome with just sheer skill or am I going to get one-hitted? It, like, you just don't know... Yeah. The difficulty range, and you're scared. Yeah. It's the same thing when you look at a boss for the first time. You're like, oh, okay, I don't know if this guy's just going to one-shot me, and this is going to be the next hour of my life. Just <laughs> keep it, and then everyone's going to get dragon rot. And then, um, but yeah, like I, I kind of like that they nailed that feeling. It's like, oh, when I reached the monk place, and the little girl was like, 
oh, turn back. Turn back. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, remember the, the oh, Buddha no. scroll talks to you through, like, some weird baby voice? Yeah, the little about, girl About thing. how the monks yeah. have lost their ways and they're not following the true teachings of the Buddha? Yeah. 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 It gets even creepy the more you go on. It's weird. Dude, yeah. I'm... I'm I'm having a blast a here corrupted monk. with with the it's atmosphere so and, and this version of Japan. It feels like a uh, reified version of what were a lot of lower budgeted stealth games on the PS2. Um, there there was a, a revival of the Shinobi series. There were sequels of the Tengu games, and also uh, Red Ninja: End of Honor. A lot of games where you sprint like hell through feudal Japan, one shotting stupid guards. But this one actually has the the budget. To kind of make the um, uh, like like nationalized historical fantasy of it feel like like it's being done proper justice. There's a lot of really cool factoids and motifs going on here. Um, like like, are you guys familiar with uh, the the Soku Shinbutsu? No. <laughs> so so the Soku Shinbutsu is a Japanese mummy. Oh. Um kind of sort of. The the idea is that some Buddhist monks who are to to sum it up in a layman white guy's version who doesn't know shit about Buddhism anyway. Disclaimer. The the idea is that these monks desiccate themselves. They starve themselves throw themselves into nature in harsh conditions. I I think the story that I was that my girlfriend was telling me at the time was that there was one cave they would occasionally lock themselves in and for for a few days to just live completely without sustenance without any uh not even modern but but like primitive human amenities to see if if they will come out of it becoming an an enlightened buddha who's just beyond the the struggle for sustenance and fear and life or death or whatnot and if they don't they're probably going to die and become a mummy and that's the motif that you see at Senpu Temple. Are Buddhists worshipping other um, high-level high priests who desiccate themselves, but in the process, they kind of end up infecting themselves with this bloodborne worm. And that's what the scroll art, I guess, was talking about, about how, how fucked up their version of, of Buddhism is. And that's so Japanese, too, is for, like, even the Japanese organized religions to become the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dragon worm dude that's what I got out of that conversation dragon worm that's gross that's it's great gross. though it, it, like, a wing worm. It, it calls back to this gruesome history of, of asceticism I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly but there is a uh, a, 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 a creepy basis for a lot of the stuff that the game's atmosphere pulls off and um it also kind of shines a cultural light on why the horror and atmosphere of the more westernized settings of other games felt um, so so creepy to us as well. Like the statues and the dark, eh, the statues and the the mass graves in Dark Souls just really wig me out. The the moments of atmosphere where that game gets pitch black and drowns you in in oppressive stuff just feels in, incredibly alien and oppressive. And now I feel like I know a little bit more why. Um, I love this game. So. I really do. I'm really the more I play, it, the more the more I play it, the more I just like being in it. And it's weird. Uh, well, because it has it has rough moments, and there are times when it can be frustrating. But most of the time, 
it's just like, oh man, like even going through older areas to like farm for some gold or something to buy like a dragon droplet or something, just like fucking coming back and one shotting dudes like immediately and like cutting through them and like dashing to people and then feeling your progress build up is so good. So good. Yeah, you learn the game because uh, the next time like that ape came out, you're like, oh, I know this. <laughs> I, yeah. You jump over his, and his little down yeah. slash. And, then, and it's weird you say that because no, I whatever. only beat him quite recently. Mm. And he he was real tough for me. Like I just had no patience for him. There are other bosses that have been super easy to me that have taken people longer than ape. And his second phase after having tried it so many times, when I went to do it the next time with the two apes, like his first phase where he does his, the same shit, it was so easy. Yeah. Um, I would say the samurai at the top was the hardest for me. Genshiro. That's the most deaths I've had. Genshiro. Yeah. Really? I, that, yeah. Until I understood that all I had to do was really just whack on Ooh. him. When I understood that law of this game... <laughs> It doesn't work for everyone, but it works for most of them. <laughs> you whack on them. Mm. You block everything else. You, you counter everything else. And you just keep whacking at them. And it works. Aggressive, aggressive pays off. Aggressive plays off. And it, for all the sword guys, easy. Yeah, <laughs> After man. that, I was like, yep. The gun people, I was like, all right, I'm just going to whack on you. Yeah. W- once you're able to get a bit better, you can just counter everybody. It just mm-hmm. feels so godlike. Jump on their heads when they do that stupid move. Ah, oh, so good. Especially especially that the snake eyes. Um, she, like, grabs you around the corner. Because the auto, the auto track or auto aim for the grab or whatever you want to call it. Like, you can't, you can't just dodge her. She'll just grab you anyway. So you can jump on her head so you can keep slashing her. Jump on her head, do two slashes. Bam, bam, bam. And then, yeah. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's... Uh, I, uh, I beat the game, and uh, it's all good. So it's very, very... <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> so, all right. So Liam is giving me shit before the podcast. <laughs> because um, I was like, Matt. Have you finished the game? And you're like, it. oh, yeah. I lost interest. Y- y- you know, I, <laughs> I got to the last boss. Yeah, I feel and like I, if you, say if like you lose that interest. Now, I had a little bit of bass in I my feel... voice. Like, hey, I was just like, oh, man, I just lost interest. You know what I'm saying? Just, just lost interest. Like, I got <laughs> to the last fuck? boss, and I was just like, eh. Is it okay if you lose interest at the final boss? I, I feel like no. if you make it to no. that, you're... you're... <laughs> Alright. It sounds suspicious. I it. <laughs> oh, I just made it all the way to the end of one of the hardest games ever made and like got to the final boss. You know, guys, hardest game just, ever made. Was it the hard it is not the I hardest just, game? I just lost it. I didn't give up. I, ju- I just lost interest. Alright. Like at that point you can so, just YouTube it and, and right. you're not gonna miss much of what you've played. The last the last boss is not about really skill. It's like it's it's not to say you don't need skill to beat it. What I'm saying is it takes long. Like it's a consistent amount of dodges, a consistent amount of parries. Like you have to do it for a long period of time because he has a lot of ha- life. <laughs> Let me just say that. I don't want to spoil it, but he has a lot of life. And I was just like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> I tried twice and I was just like, I got him. I got him down to a certain phase and I was just like, you know what? 
Nah. <laughs> it's like i've done this already i've played this guy already he's the same as like i don't want to do this and then i and i started playing edge age of empires (laughs) (laughs) i just i just i just need something simple we are truly granddad and and grandsons but but I will finish it since Liam oh. is calling me out. Yeah, man. Um, and, and George. <laughs> the dads are calling me out. The dads can do it. The sons definitely can. Well. <laughs> so I I also oh. I, I want to throw out real quick that I've been um looking at, at a uh Reddit comment that's actually drawing some comparisons. Uh, uh thank you, Canine Crit. They um are drawing some comparisons between the the creepy ass Sinpu Temple bug Buddhist warrior monks to um, a a real life sect of Buddhism called Shigundu that's named after, or rather, the idol in the game apparently is named after this word. There's not a lot of it if you Google it in English besides a Google book, but um, yeah, apparently there's. <laughs> There's 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 similarities there that run deep, and I think that's cool as hell. Well, from software usually do their research, don't they? Oh oh yeah, no that and that's like the best part is is figuring it out along the way. You're along for their weird research ride. Yeah, absolutely. There is like a weird because it's with with Dark Souls and even Bloodborne to an extent. It was like they were eerily creepy, even though they're full of enemies. They always felt empty and kind of lonely there was no like there was not really many NPCs and stuff like that and you would come across them very sparsely whereas in Sekiro you come across quite a number of NPCs and like merchants and stuff and it feels a little more like you've come at the end of a war which is kind of exactly what the game is meant to be about like Ashina is like on its kind of dying legs as a colony and it does feel like you've come at the end of a battle so there are some like stragglers left behind but it doesn't feel as lonely as the other games to me mm-hmm. I, I don't know i just really like that and i i always felt kind of it, it was hard i don't know i don't know why but to me it was always harder to play dark souls because it felt so eerily lonely the loneliness of it was so eerie like like yeah Sekiro just feels like, ah, I'm in a place that was lived in, that has people. Like, there's people (laughs) like Emma who help me. And every time there's, like, a new NPC who's like, I can help you, or wants to, like, sell you stuff, you're like, oh, thank you, friend. Thank you for being here. And there's also the crazy old lady who keeps showing up. Don't know if she's supposed to be a different person or just multiple NPCs with the same model, but it's kind of fun to think about the same crazy old lady running around all over the place praying. I gave her rice, and then all she did is give me a cryptic message, and I was like, fuck you. (laughs) Matt, did you give her rice? Did you give the old lady rice? No. You sprinkle your seeds at her feet. (laughs) No, I didn't know I could. I, I hoard all my items, dude. Like, I didn't use any items until you told mm. me about the divine confetti. I was I like, use oh, pocket okay. sand. <laughs> no, if you've been having a hard time with this game, just throw out some pocket sand. 
Yeah, like this. Those items are very useful. Actually, I was like, oh, okay. okay. I could the, use the, these. The pocket sand just I, makes enemies like slowly turn their back to you. It's great. Pocket sand. <laughs> like the fan. Uh, uh, the the, <laughs> the, the ash. Fan, the the fistful of fan. ash. Oh my god! All right, the one way it distracts enemies and like just what distracts them completely. <laughs> Even the, the master, the boss. <laughs> I, when you see the fan used on a boss and he just turns around, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is. That you were the master. The hardest bro. game in history. <laughs> I, I, cheese. You know, it. I didn't know how much people wanted to cheese this game out until I looked it up. Just like. Oh, um, cheese this boss. It is always called cheese. You just add cheese at the end of the boss name, and somebody will try to like cheese it out for you. So is that what, what strategy like is called these days by the kids? Yeah, cheese. And that's just like, oh my god. It's not cheating if it's <laughs> oh in the game. Oh my god, why not just like try to beat it? Wait, <laughs> so I need to like also grin with a, a, a shit-eating, teeth-bearing smile here and say that... I, I really have been exploiting the shit out of whatever tricks I can get away with here. <laughs> I'm playing it like a stealth game. You don't deal I'm always keeping my pocket sand on hand. And I'm mm. uh, using the homeward idol a lot. Mm. Oh, they get away. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have... Um. I have played with the AI. Me and me and guards have stared each other down across gaps many times in this game. <laughs> yep, they're uh pretty stupid. But still fun. Still fun. I just I just wonder There's a lot of hidden stuff I, in this I, I game wonder too. if I'm gonna remember it a lot. I honestly as the years go don't on though. No. I just don't know how they can make so many bosses. Just incredible. The animator, the, the animators are working overtime. It, it, oh, it's insane. The animation is what I love about this. It's game. incredible. It's incredible. Like to balance that, and also to check the hitboxes and the animations, and like making areas so it fits into the game. And there's got to be like thirty plus bosses. It's oh, it's incredible. Okay, so um, we're we're good, right? We're good. That, wow. Yeah, we have to report back. We have to report back to us next week, man. <laughs> I'm not letting it go, man. Oh my god, I gotta force myself to get back in the mode of that game. I can't wait for you to just <laughs> be like screaming in the Discord. <laughs> oh shit! Literally, I I like <laughs> I, the last the last time I played it was last week when I talked about it, <laughs> and I was like, so yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pick it up and be like, how do I jump? What's the walk button? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be so bad. Or or it's gonna happen just like the other times where I just take a break and then I come back and I just beat it. And I was like, all right, I beat it. Now I can never touch this game again. I it's something about hard games where I'm just like, I just want to beat it and be done with it. Yeah, I beat it. That's it. I'm good. I don't know. I felt like Demon Souls was a little bit different. Maybe because I was younger when I played that game. You know, I was I enjoyed that. It's like yeah. Demon Souls, and you know, I beat this hard boss, and so I felt good about it. But uh, yeah, nowadays I'm just like, oh, it's a hard game. Yeah, 
I'll beat it, and that's that's it. Don't want to touch it again. I like did a second playthrough of Demon Souls, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? What is my oldness showing? <laughs> no, no. It just it just seems like like some some dry wry observations on 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 the struggles of life as one goes from uh, difficult things to easy things and back all over again. Such as my <laughs> my routine going back and forth from Spider Man to Sekiro because. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's two opposite ends of, of the spectrum. It's a hell of a lot easier than Sekiro. Yes, so, it is. So, yes, yeah, it is. and also after our uh, conversation last week, I could not help but notice uh, just how big that accessibility option screen is when you start up a new game. Um, before you begin Spider-Man, there's a accessibility option screen where you... Um, have your options for for colorblindness mode as well as as other gameplay oh. helpers or hindrances should you should you choose to to go down that path is spider-man red on your screen um wait a minute do you know spider-man's red yeah, no i i i am i am aware that, that spider-man's red. point is that accessibility option screen was there i i skimmed it had everything set to default decided i didn't like I, I liked the look of what I saw on the defaults. Went on, played the game. Life was fine. Everything was normal. I didn't even know that option screen was there because no one really makes a big deal about it. And it's just, it's fine. <laughs> Spider-Man's been purple all my life. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's purple. That's not my neighborhood. No, if you make a good colorblind filter, you're not just straight up like applying a filter to the whole entire screen. <clears throat> That's what Doom did. Doom did it bad. You just change the the colors of the HUD elements, like minimap, waypoint icons, and and team, enemy, and ally uh, designators to have more contrast. So, so you can you can still see Spider-Man, right? It, so far as I know, for the reality <laughs> I've lived in through my eyes of my entire life, Spider-Man looks like Spider-Man. But it yeah. reminds me of that "Hey Ash, where you're playing" sketch about colorblindness. <laughs> but no, <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't just turn into the the Green Goblin before your very eyes when you're colorblind, guy. <laughs> I'm not even that bad of of a colorblind. Can you see victim. the blood in Sekiro? Yes, it's not as gruesome as other games. <laughs> is it like gray like it's been censored in germany or something uh i mean the the natural colors of it look kind of off to not not look too disgusting anyways it seems and and sekiro sekiro's got the sounds of of blood and guts but it doesn't want to want to visualize it i mean it does to us. Just oh my god! Not, to you. Like no. <laughs> not being colorblind do you, do you doesn't like make me? more particles and decals appear. No, but it makes them the correct color. So okay. Anyways, that's that's just Sekiro. Guessing. We're changing subjects to Spider-Man, right? Yes. <laughs> got, do you like it? Yes. Do you like it? Yes, I like it. I like how the game begins. With the cutscene, games I lost interest in. Oh my god! I, I like how the game begins with the cutscene of Peter Parker putting on pants and jumping out a window, and gameplay begins like midway on his fall down. Like it just it throws you in to some really endearing setups in in uh, 
and and pacing and shoo before you know it peter parker and his cute girlfriend are like snapping smiles at a, a digital stan lee cameo it's fucking adorable but what the hell is actually going on in the story at this point in the game <laughs> it's it throws you in media res where where kingpin is starting a war in the streets with like fully kitted out assault rifle soldiers just gunning down the cops and i don't know if i ever really picked up on any exposition background dialogue explaining why Wait, you talking about the yeah yeah again? spider-man spider-man well i mean i mean you want spider-man you want like you want them to do a whole origin story? Or? Well, they're doing. It seems like they're doing the origin stories for all the villains that that are in the Raimi movies, except for uh, Kingpin. Like, like Kingpin is is the ringleader, and and I we we don't get to see how he rose to power and why. Well, I am assuming it's some in media res thing that'll get explained later, but she just throws some some assault rifles to to some some hired mercenaries and. For some reason, it, it means war and Spider-Man's got to come and, like, pacify an international crisis situation within 30 seconds of the game beginning. Wait a minute, Liam. I caught that. You lost interest in Spider-Man? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, di- I, did, I did eventually finish it, but I did lose interest for quite a significant portion of time. You didn't say anything when I was gushing about it. And no. you were also pretty quiet. The game's still a good game, right? Uh huh. It's still a good game. Like I don't doubt that. Like Sekiro is a good game, and you wouldn't argue that you have supposedly no. right. lost interest. See, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I don't want to go through it. Again. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I've I've always been afraid of investing time towards games that I predict I might lose interest in later. And to be, I I I I wonder if. Like, Sekiro's hitting me now, but I wonder if the impression's really going to last. Spider-Van, I, I feel like, might be the same thing. Like, it's fun in your hands. It's really fun in your hands, man. Transportation as a minigame is such a smart way to solve the problem of your open-world collectathoning just being holding the forward button in the direction of waypoints. This is this is good stuff, but it's also so formulaic in that, mm. that uh, it, it almost feels like a trap in a weird way like like we've refined open world collectathoning sandboxing yeah i just didn't i just didn't do the collectathon stuff <laughs> i just skipped right through it. yeah that was the kind of stuff that i, I tend was to do that massively bored with yeah i just tend to tend to not do it like i love the little backpacks i love the little story oh, yeah. but i don't let the bull like hinder my playthrough. like you're gonna let me I'm just going to play the game. As long as it doesn't say, okay, you have to do this in order to play the game, I'm good. It's me, kids, Spider-Man. Can you help me find these 80 backpacks I left for myself no. throughout the city? No. With, Hell with no. GPS beacons that just have their batteries on? Yeah, no. No, not not a fan. <laughs> if they were near it, yeah, I would go grab it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, let's let's... Talk about these accessibility options. You can disable parallaxing. <laughs> Let's talk about this FOB yeah, slide. Yeah, yeah. You got you got subtitle <laughs> backgrounds. You can make the subtitles big, but then there's some really uh, uh, fierce fierce options here that that might might start making some some true gamers mad. 
Uh, QTE autocomplete is oh, is one of them. How could they? You only you cheated yourself. You didn't you didn't grow. You didn't play Spider Man. You didn't get better. You didn't improve. You only cheated the cutscene. <laughs> I, I don't know how to put this politely, but if you have that option on and played the same game I did, I really don't care. <laughs> It's still fine. We can still talk about it at a con. Life is going to go on. Accessibility and and options are always a good thing. Um, Change button taps to holds is another one you can tick down. And I actually really like this one. This sounds like something that someone would make a mod of anyway. Uh, And that's, um, I guess, QTE prompts that that want you to mash buttons. This this one just has you holding it down to make it easy. But I also uh, wonder if you get some special moves later on that do the platinum thing, where you just have to, like, suddenly mash in the middle of a combo. And as back when I was doing more reviews, and I um, would, would have to play through games more frequently, my thumbs would legitimately get sore at some button tapping prompts that I don't know if normal people got to deal with that problem, but that's something that I could, I could, I could hold some interest in. Next on the list is option to skip puzzles. And that, like, that okay. had to have been some work what? to employ. Wow. Yeah, you can just straight up skip puzzles. To be fair, I think I did do that because those puzzles were so shit. They were really bad. I don't even remember what the puzzles. What is it? Puzzle. it was like to do with when puzzles. you go to like, it's like when you go back to like Doc Ock to Pussis. Is that a spoiler? Oh, those things are easy. Oh, the, yeah, the, I know, the, but they're like the hacking consuming. stuff too. Yeah, yeah, they were. I'm not gonna lie, they were super weren't. time consuming and not fun. It, because like it doesn't it doesn't make sense for what you're doing. <laughs> Just like oh, do this thing. And they're all the same thing to do this, to get this result. It's just like, ah, it just doesn't make sense with the story. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do all of them now so I don't have to So do I did later. a Google search, Spider-Man, quote, option to skip puzzles, quote, because that's the language from the actual accessibility menu. And I'm seeing a bunch of forum posts saying how bad the puzzles are and how happy they are that they put that option in there so you can skip them. Not because of accessibility and handicapping concerns, but because these they just want to skip the bad part of the game. <laughs> oh, people. You haven't really they played should. Spider-Man, you numbskrubs. You just cheated yourself. You didn't improve. You're living a less you worthy I mean, life. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think... I mean, if Spider-Man's do it, Sekiro can definitely add an easy mode. Oh, right? no! So. We're gonna get nuked! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a, that's a sore subject. I shouldn't joke. You just painted a target on all our backs! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Sekiro... How dare you guys talk about... Have you guys seen the, the the hard drive headlines this week? Yeah, I saw that. That was that was Sekiro funny. absolutely positively does not need big anime titties, guys. <laughs> was that Jimmy's article perchance? Did Jimmy write that? I I, I I I don't know. I should check, but but good on Jimmy for being involved with those good boys. Yeah, good on him, man. <sighs> he didn't grow. He didn't improve. Oh my god. He took god. a shortcut. No! You gained nothing. You experienced a hollow victory, Jimmy. Jimmy's... Nothing was risked, <laughs> and nothing Jimmy was gained. Jimmy was such a, a friend. It's sad that you don't know the difference. 
<laughs> All right, so um, guess what I've been? <laughs> oh my god! Apart from quitting in second row because you're a massive coward. Maple Story. Age of Empires <laughs> 2. Well, I did look up some, like, old ISOs that I've had on my, my old hard drive. <gasps> I was going through my uh, my stuff in the in my storage. And um, Age of Empires, uh, just a couple games in there. Um, Age of Empires 2, I installed. I was like, oh, man, I've been wanting to play this game. And I remember why I liked, you know, like the old school RTS and you know, going through the ages and stuff like that, and I was like, I was like, man, these eight, these eras, there, there's only like three or four of these. And I remembered Rise of Nations. Huh? That's the better one. <laughs> you guys have never played any of yeah, these? Yeah, I. Um, oh, man, it's been a it's been a long while since I played Age of Empires. I love yeah, these when games. I was a kid, I went through a little phase of uh, Age of Mythology, and like a couple days yeah. of Rise of Nations. Rise of Nations is the better game. Um, shoot me down if you want to, uh, people out there. But like, Rise of Nations is like a better game than Age of Empires two, and both of them are great. Um, just, just so many, so many quality of life changes. But um, loved it. Played a game of both. Realize that it it was old. And there's not much to the game after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it led me into trying out a game of Civ Six. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. okay. We, we have a basis here. I. I yeah, yeah. We're, been, we're going, we're going somewhere. And I was playing a game, and like the the AI. It's it's, people say that it is bad, right? The AI is pretty crazy to attack you. I put it on Settler so I can kind of run my road. And they, yeah, they go hard even on Settler. Um, And it's random. Like sometimes they won't, sometimes they will. But Cleopatra, man, she has it out Mm. for me every Mm. time. (laughs) If my army is not good enough, she will kill me. If Victoria, Victoria is just, she's she's an asshole, man. Are well, you playing it on the Switch? Or are you playing on so I can I, part... I can make sure that I keep an eye on her so I can attack her lot... eventually. But like the, yeah. they will be prejudiced depending on your own society. Um, they they have preferences. <laughs> they have prejudices. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what yeah. they call the system. It's um like uh, the the priorities system. Um, agenda. That's what they call it. Agenda. And if they don't like your style of development, and they can be really arbitrary and random sometimes, which is why they should just call it a prejudice system. Um, Okay, Queen of the Nile. Cleopatra likes civilizations with powerful militaries and will try to ally with them to avoid conflict. Dislikes civilizations with weak militaries. Okay, Matt, I'm fucking sorry. Have you been spending your tax budget on public projects that benefit the common people instead of militaries that you use for expanding and conquering? No, I... I made sure to do it the second time because she killed yeah, me. she will stamp people time. out, I guess, she, if they you don't. You she did, right? No, actually, no, no, no. She didn't kill me the first, uh, the second. She just denounced me. Victoria. Uh, denouncing's the worst. Had her armies all around my cities. Hmm, let's see what Victoria's prejudices are. George, stop clicking clacking on your keyboard, by the way. I, dude, there was a lot of resources by my city, right? And, but, 
I didn't know. Her city was like kind of like on the, the next continent, but it was still kind of close. And I put my, my city next to, 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 her, to her resources. And she was like, oh, that's too close. And I was like, I'm going to put my city where I want. I got it. Uh, leader agenda. Sun never sets. Uh, Victoria likes civilizations who have a city on her home continent, and she will try to expand to all continents. Dislike civilizations on continents where she has no cities. So if she wants you to expand just like next to her on her borders that's weird she she did not like it when i i was so close to hers i was like come on there's enough space there's enough space that i wasn't even touching her red zone you know what i'm saying oh jesus i wasn't even touching her and all of a sudden surprise attack surprise attack on settler Come on. <laughs> Surprise. It's like she had all her armor. She was like, oh, this guy doesn't have a lot of... He has what? Was that, was that, was that a little, little warrior with a club? <laughs> a little slinger? She, I'm going to get this boy. And she definitely did. She killed me. I'm looking forward to your tombstone being like, Matt Visual, fucked by Cleopatra. <laughs> the game is really... Low. Um, it's fucking I do civilization. Like it. What'd you have it set to? Uh, just a regular yeah, standard yeah. speed. Yeah, you're still looking at like ten to twelve hours. Then, hmm. are you playing on Switch or are you playing on PC, man? On um, P- PC. Oh, okay. Ooh. You can play. Yeah, you can play. I, uh, you can uh, transfer your save, like cloud save, over between the Switch and PC versions now, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah! Does it work when you're sharing a a Steam game? No, it'd be your cloud save. I was just save, trying right? it out. It'd just be your cloud save. Okay. So, sir. All right. Yeah. Uh, but what I want to ask is because I remember playing Beyond Earth with George for a couple mm-hmm. nights. Gorgi. Um, George, is five better than six? Because I'm looking at these reviews. I just popped it up, and there is half of the reviews. There's like uh, like 37,000 on Sip 6. And about eighty six thousand on Civ five, but Civ six has just like a mixed yeah. response, and Civ five is yeah. like high, 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 high. Yes, yes. Uh, I I describe this as uh, the Civ cycle, um, similarly to to uh, the Sonic cycle or the Zelda cycle. Uh, retroactively, the the more disliked games gradually become more beloved as time goes on. Uh, that's. Uh, directly correlated to how many expansions they have on them. Civ V was uh, treated this way on launch, and I actually don't really? like vanilla Civ V that much. Well, I don't... Outside of, of reviews, maybe, and, and, and the forums that I frequented, there was a lot of criticism for its uh, uh, hex-based gameplay, making military micromanagement unwieldy and the lack of a globe view. I really like that. It was like Civ Four, but kind of improved to me. And and I came in it from Civ Four fully expanded, where you had late game features, diving into espionage and and internet development details, and the the Gods and Kings expansion also added um, a lot more depth to the religious yeah. aspect of it. A lot of those features yeah, got the expansions st- were awesome. stripped out during the vanilla Civ Five, but then were added back on later. And now a fully expanded Civ Five is my favorite in the city. Uh, Civ Six is in a place right now where I feel like it's halfway there. But um, people really don't like the AI of Civ Six, and it seems like a hard cap for getting it up to the same spot the previous games are at. And the thing is that with this one, they really 
they they have them exaggerating those agendas. You got to pay attention to the agendas, and that justifies some of their weird behavior. And you also have to keep in mind that they're not really acting out a historical simulation with you. They're playing a board game where everyone wants to be the winner by the end of the game instead of wants to just survive cohabiting the same planet as everyone else on the game. Uh, and when I, I have found that if you just wrap your head around those two concepts, the, the, the gameplay makes a lot more representational sense. And I like it. Civ 6 is... Like, like if I had to put a tier order, I would say Civ 5 fully expanded... Uh, at the top, Civ 6 with its current set of expansions underneath, and then going down in sequential order from 4 to 3, and I never played 1 or 2. Mm. The question is, Matt, though, is it harder than Sekiro? <laughs> no. You can save scum. <laughs> no, this is relaxing. and I, Yeah, I can save save. Yeah, that's so. how you play Civ normally. Just quick save after every single move you make to see if it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden you like when <laughs> I remember when I didn't save because um, I wasn't using it at first, and I put down a like a mm-hmm. district, and it it ate the food under it that had four four food on it, and I was like, oh no, oh, yeah, oh no, can yeah, I go yeah, back? This is four food because I was. By a natural because wonder. I actually really like that feature oh, of Civ yeah. Six. It's something that the other games don't have that I doubt they ever really have. Will have an equivalent to, and that is needing to pay attention to urban planning. Like deforestation carries real long-term consequences here that might make a whole lot more sense when they uh, add this global warming expansion pack to it. Then Civ Six might become a hell of a lot more palatable for the old-time fans. The hard limit I see, the thing that frustrates me the most about, it is the UI. You notice how you gotta like. You notice how hard it is to get a list of all your units? You you click on their name, oh. and then it brings down a drop-down. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. tiny. And it displays something like five to six unit names before you start having to scroll. And that's not efficient. <laughs> that's not efficient interface design. There's probably a mod out there somewhere. <laughs> Thing is, there is, but it's not compatible with the expansion pack. Oh. <laughs> so you're like, you're just fucked. Yeah, Civ 6 is in a weird place right now. I like it, but I want it to get better. And I think it will. I think it will. How long's it been out now? Two years? Okay. A year? How long? Yeah. Yeah, I think I put my review out 2016. Oh, that's so quite yeah, long. going on two, three years. Ah. Yeah. Beyond uh, the Civ King six first, I, right? Yeah, and Beyond Earth was uh, a little bit of a throwaway project. <laughs> we played it like a throwaway yeah, project. Yeah, I, I do want to mention uh, Game of Thrones, guys. Um, hope to see you uh, Sunday. Sunday, I'll throw some tweets out. <laughs> Sunday for the big game? For the big game. For the big game. This is the only... <laughs> That that hit me in layers, George. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, um, I'm I'm all caught up and stuff. I'm I'm ready to go. So you're. Uh, I haven't watched those shows in years. It's weird the little things that you miss. Because um, man, it's been out for years, dude. <laughs> Holy crap! It's weird because you're I'm watching- actually kind of super looking forward to having a TV show with which I watch 
once a week and I look forward to. Because I haven't had that feeling for a while. Yeah. Wow. Probably since the last Game of Thrones. That's a feeling I associate with, like, childhood nostalgia. Like, that's... Yeah. That's something... That's a routine I haven't done in over a decade. Yeah, no, I'm really... I'm, yeah. I, I think, like, um, the la like it was... Maybe an anime was also on a weekly rotation that I was also enjoying. <sighs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hero Academia, I, yeah. yeah, I haven't watched them in a while. Since since the podcast, actually, I've noticed my my media consumption habits like really changed to to give shows a shot what? again because I don't feel bad about not finishing them anymore, and that used to be the thing Matt, that was stopping me. Oh, God, I don't either. No, I'm don't. not gonna watch all of oh, Ainsley no. Harriet eats the streets <laughs> just to make more jokes about his pickup routine. No, <laughs> that's not an anime. I like, how, I like how we probably got to the end of that show. Can you imagine an anime with Ainsley? It would be so disgusting. It would be. It would have to be a hentai drawer for oh, uh, for that to work. You know, it's just his tongue. Just <laughs> are there the food. food porn oh. anime? Yeah, no, yeah, there are porn. actually are animating all the spits. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could have you could do a bunch of cameos of like famous Western TV chefs in uh, one of those shows. I don't think Ainsley Harriet would, it would be a lot of fun actually to see mustard. Pardon Holy my Holy shit! I actually want this now. I want anime versions of like I want Anthony Bourdain and Ainsley Harriet to have a Dragon Ball fight. Corey in the house. <laughs> oh, you want serious action like some some Attack on Titan type stuff? Uh, I want to see Ainsley as a as like a Titan. I want to see Alton Brown's Good <laughs> Eats reimagined as a daily slice and, of life shown in anime. Uh, what? And, and Adam Richman as like one of the guys on the floor <laughs> with the, <laughs> one of the police. <laughs> he takes out Ainsley. You don't know who Adam Richman no. the, the, the have, man versus. Does that mean guy. we can have Guy Fieri? Oh, oh I, I, yeah. <laughs> Come to redeem himself from like. Uh, I know him by his work. Anime Guy Fieri. <gasps> anime Guy Fieri would be so fun. He already looks like an anime character. Yes, dude. What is hair? Yeah, dude? he's already a Super <laughs> yes, Saiyan. I want this. Actually, now. do you know what Guy, <laughs> Guy Fieri reminds me of? Do you remember an older, like, kind of pseudo? American anime cartoon called Megas Megas XLR. The name rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Did everyone have really it, creepy foreheads? It was about like a robot. Wait, no, that was the one with the fat guy. <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember it now. <laughs> where was the one where everyone had really weird foreheads? Anyways, I just I just want Ainsley Titan Ainsley to uh, eat uh, Adam Richman and say spicy meat. The camera like zooms in on his lips as he says, give your meat. And then it zooms in another level, a good ol'. And then it zooms in one last level. Raw. Oh, spicy meat. <laughs> I also, before we go on the break, I want to mention, uh, I watched a couple movies. Uh, I wa watched Whiplash again. It was good, of course. Love it. Uh, a Quiet Place, um, which I thought was good. But I also watched this this uh, indie film, and um, it took a million dollars to make, and made seven hundred seventy million dollars. Uh, it's called wow. Searching. Nice. Uh, I it's weird to say Searching the guy, the but everyone man. knows him as Harold from Harold and Kumar. He was like the dad in there. But who was the son? That's a good ass movie, and it's actually done from a computer screen, like Unfriended is, but it's actually good. <laughs> oh shit! It's got John Cho in it. It's, Don't you, it's awesome. It's good. It's really good. You will not, and I really say this, you will, 
you would not be disappointed from this movie. Um, I'm 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 intrigued by this whole you see it all on a screen thing. I'm I'm familiar with the concept, but it always looked gimmicky as hell. Mm-hmm. And and for a um, let's say younger demographic yes. than me, like unfriended, but, like but they, you sound pretty sure that this is like a fairly serious quality production for yes. mature, responsible adults such as our. <laughs> yeah, you. They take that concept and they somehow turn it into a very cinematic uh, movie using a computer screen. And it's um, the way to deliver, I guess, certain feelings, even when they're texting, is like you would see, um, like, for instance, the dad want to text something, there's a pause, then he erases it. There's a, there's, it's done through just, you know, Subtle. You, you like see him hesitate when he's typing. Yeah, subtle reactions. A lot of huh. that's done through that, and uh, you see FaceTime. So that's where you see a lot of the the actors there. Uh, what uh. they did is use GoPros and then they kind of match it in After Effects. So it actually oh, like, wow. it looks pretty legit. Like it's, it looks nice. It looks really really nice. Um, I would give it a shot. I don't want to spoil too much. I would give it a shot. It's it's good. Uh, if you want to actually see someone do a unfriended style thriller but actually good um like not cringeworthy social network no absolutely not not even one bit it this this movie has more twists than m night Shyamalan. this movie has more twists than the last time i ate twizzlers okay this is this is a lot of twists man It, it keeps you on your seat it's great it's great but that's it that's i'm i'm done Done gushing. I'm intrigued. Watch Whiplash I, if you haven't watched it. It's good. It's a good movie. That's a, that's a good movie. That's oof. J.K. Simmons all up in your in your booty. I'm 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 open to this uh, this this searching movie. It sounds weird. It sounds gimmicky. I like gimmicky trash. Oh God. It's well. I yeah. Watch it. It's gimmicky trash. <laughs> it's B movie quality, George. You should go watch it. <laughs> I can oh, man. I've never heard you rising. talk about a movie seriously. Have like evoke any type of emotion from you? Like it, it has to be some trashy ass garbage. Like why is you that? do get you do get more hyped up wait. about terrible B movies than yes. you do about actual wait, wait, films. You wait, always wait. say but everything Matt, that's serious is just okay. But Matt, 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 wait, 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 wait. There's one. There's Where? one exception. What is that? Not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, no. I was I was gonna say Ooh. your name. Because uh, we, we, we all went to that one together after our uh, latest Japan trip and oh. just kind of oh. got all, all weepy and nostalgic on, on the way out. And it's like one of my favorite movies and, and, and the, 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 the trippy sacky scene gets me gets me all foggy eyed and, and it's, it's beautiful. Wait, wait, wait. So I don't misunderstand. You're talking about what again? Your name. Wait, your oh, you no, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, your name was... Uh, you mean that... Wait. The anime, the, the 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 Chinese cartoon, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, did we watch it together? Yes, we saw it in a the theater. Oh, we did see it in the in the art theater. <laughs> yeah, we all saw it. For some reason, I thought I saw it with somebody else. For some reason, together. Yeah, right? I, I have a suspicion why the memory might not be. Uh, anyways. <laughs> oh, um, okay. But it is just one example of a movie that I took fairly seriously that you were there with me for. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's that's literally all it. I'm just defending my honor. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a good movie. There's there's 
Some good anime. That was the, that was the first time you saw like a good anime movie. <laughs> Everything was like anime boob trash. Before. Sekiro Shadows <laughs> Die Twice needs big anime titties. <laughs> How are we gonna jump down the toilet into the break? Um. Well, I can say that I'd rather have some big anime balls. Are you tired of sloppy cut rate funerals? You've tried the rest. Now try the best. The plots are us mortuary service. Remember, there's always plenty of free parking. And don't forget to visit our new salad bar. I can't wait for us to get into our first news story this week. Uh, preface. Let's briefly sum up our experience with VR. Longtime listeners will know, but those of you who are not should be aware that uh, I like VR. I, I constantly am hoping for the best of it. I got a PSVR headset that I have played many, many hours of fun games such as Firewall and Superhot and want to play more and hope that it catches on. Matt, you are experienced with the PC side of things. Yes, sir. I had you sweating in that, that um, whatchamacallit, in that super hot. Yeah, yeah, that, super uh, hot that convinced super hot me in my room. To, to pay up for myself. You, you've spent uh, gratuitous amounts of money indulging in, in, in the hobby a few years <laughs> yes, ago, right? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I enjoyed and, uh, every minute of it, though. I still the, enjoy the it. last last <laughs> deity of our trinity here is Liam, who's always no. been on the fence. Yeah, You've gone yeah. back and forth. Oh. Finally decided you wanted a PSVR a few no, months ago around to, Christmas. I moved to a Whoops, different city. Can't afford it because no. of unexpected yeah. expenses. No, okay. Yes. Let's let's get it out of the way. Right. I pre-ordered the <laughs> Nintendo Labo VR. <laughs> you pre-ordered <laughs> it? <laughs> oh god. Sorry. See, like the thing is, like, I wanna be excited well, and happy has to and, get and, it, right? But well, that just ruins the it. mood, man. Why? No, no, well, wait, really? we can all wait for reviews. But I I feel like it could I feel be like mediocre. You could sweat in it. Especially with the, the reviews. It. A lot of it isn't gonna factor in the price point with this. Like, this is definitely like it's yeah, but at the price point it is. Oh Even yeah, if it's like it's cheap as hell. The first VR experience for like this new generation of kids, right? Forty dollars. Wow, forty dollars. Yeah, that's like, nothing. Like, yeah, if you stack that up against a three hundred dollar PSVR or a four hundred dollar Oculus, not, like, exactly. That that's what's pretty great about it. Even if it's just like a load of tech demos that are pretty mediocre, it's still gonna be like. So many kids' first experience with VR, and it's forty dollars. You can't fucking go wrong. It's cheaper than an average game. It's not three hundred dollars. It means that this new technology that you are a very like strong advocate for that you, that needs other people to be as interested in it so it can push forward. This is like the entry level version of it, and we don't know yet whether it will be great or it won't be but which, which is why you shouldn't pre-order things no because i'm okay with that like it's at a price point where i'm gonna be happy building the stuff and testing it out but i didn't pre-order it until the mario odyssey and breath of the wild modes were announced which is like whoa i i don't know if i want to say i mean okay the mario stuff i'm sure is gonna be great 
No, but this is the point. You've already said it, right? You've, you've literally, it's just come out of your mouth. You've just said the Mario Odyssey thing will be great. So I would buy $40 DLC for Mario Odyssey <laughs> that was a VR mode. You know, that's a way, one way to put it that all sounds almost less flattering than like me giving it the benefit of the doubt and trying no, to be the, like like conservatively hyped. No, but that's the point. Is like, I would buy that if that was a thing anyway, right? So I'm getting all of this extra stuff that I can try and it has like 64 different mini games in it and all this kind of stuff. And then even if it is bad, right? Just that first experience of Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite open world games to for even 10 minutes before it makes me feel violently sick because the resolution is too low. Just to try VR like it's a weird PC hack like you did with the GameCube games for Breath of the Wild, totally worth $40, including everything else, in my so opinion. 10 minutes of, of cutting-edge technology fun is... is well, no, I can't honestly say that. You're going to have more than 10 minutes of fun. No, because that, that's I'm the sure. point. Is, and on top, as you just said, the Mario Odyssey stuff will be great. And then you have... All of these other like games they have made, and then they have all the mini games, and then they have all the VR uh, toy garage thing. So you can make like your own weird VR experiences. I get it. It's not the most cutting edge thing in the world, and it's not the three hundred dollar lowest bar entry PS4 headset. <laughs> but it's fucking VR that is not eight hundred dollars. And it's more of me wanting to try what Nintendo's, like, idea is about putting... Because Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are the two biggest... Two of their biggest games on the Switch. And to, like, attach VR, like, almost immediately to those games instead of, like, doing it on ARMS, for example. Like, a kind of, like, trying to get people inspired into arms again by giving it this brand new VR mode where you get to punch like if you were like really the fighter and that kind of thing like using a, a sort of B tier IP to show off the VR if it wasn't very good but no they're going like full blown they've made like custom Mario Odyssey levels for it and they're going to be like you can play the whole of Breath of the Wild technically in yeah, VR which which is ambitious is it crazy though? But there must be a reason. They, but that's the thing is I don't know because everything so far since the Switch has launched, Nintendo haven't really got wrong. The price of the Switch is fantastic. The Switch itself has come out and they've completely revamped their policy about releasing games on a console. It's not shit. Like, they've got games coming out all the time. They've got all these fantastic indie exclusives, and they have amazing first-party games. I'm thinking, like, the first Labo came out, and it was a success into a certain audience, and you really liked it. How bad could this really be? I don't think it could be bad. I think they had no reason to rush out VR, that this must have been, like, part of the plan the whole time. Uh, screen resolution it's, is yeah. The that's my link. that's my biggest worry. As somebody who wears glasses and has bad eyes, anyway, tracking is the second. Strap is the third. There's a lot. There's there's a list of things that could 
that could be the Achilles heel here. I agree. I agree. But it's at a price point where I'm okay with that. And that's that's the ace in the hole, isn't it? It's it it's just such a like oh, it's cheaper than an average video game and it's this r- relatively new technology. Why not give it a shot? Like, I can play Breath of the Wild for, like, an hour in VR. Oh, my God, yeah, I'm definitely going to fucking try that for, like, $40. I just won't go out and get drunk for one night. What what I'm expecting is a box full of cardboard and plastic lenses that mm-hmm. might start falling apart after a few uses. They uh, Did your Labo stuff start to fall apart? Well, it's also sitting in a closet never being used. Wait, no, yeah, the the cars didn't last. The others were surprisingly durable, though. They they use good cardboard. Like, um, you reckon they were cheap out on that? That's another item on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, if, if it's strapped to your sweaty face and you're jiggling a heavy weight around on it a lot, you're, you're putting the cardboard piece through more stress than the, uh, like, fishing game that I had. Matt, remember the fishing game where... You you have the switch resting in a big piece of in a big cardboard box, but it's sitting on the floor and it's not getting tossed around. Yeah. Oh gosh, the the mm. technical specs and yeah. performance for Breath of the Wild also. Um, the battery life is battery be life. Shit. You're going to be stressing the motion battery sensors and that right hand controller control scheme is like where on the list should we put that in terms of like I don't have a pro controller. I'd have to buy. Another set of Joy-Cons to be able to hold no, it in I a imagine, way that feels natural. No, I, ima- I imagine you can take the Joy-Cons off when you're playing, like, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. They don't show that in the, the promotional artwork, though. We we have yet to know for sure if they want you holding a Joy-Con in the... In the... I, I, doubt, I doubt it also requires I mean, the broken... You better be able this, to. D- yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Because yeah, there's, that, that is be not too a thing. Money. There's probably it's something that locks it into place. A lot of people don't have that. <laughs> yeah, a little piece of cardboard. Yeah, and all. <laughs> yeah, George, George, I, just look at. I, look, I look, am look, okay look, with look. eating my words. Just look at please, it this way. Please, uh-huh. prove me wrong, Nintendo. Look at. Prove me wrong. Look at it this you way. Sweat all over the box, and it gets all wrinkly, and like, prove me wrong. If I really enjoy it. You know what will happen. You'll you'll buy a more expensive VR. I thing. will buy a more expensive VR headset. So, yo, you, let me just save you forty bucks. Just buy a more expensive headset. <laughs> like I'm, is, I'm still no 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 okay no no. You guys are like huh? Literally just buy a PSVR. It's literally eight times no, I'm not more like expensive. That. It's eight times more expensive. Eight. It's not. It's not half price. I like saving money and getting the most for your dollar, which is why never pre-order. I'm just saying, like that's no. It's it's always a gamble. You're always disadvantaged in that transaction. Yes, exactly. Save the money and then. And get it, it is a gamble. <laughs> I'm okay with. But it still could be. There's so many things. That could that could be a literal weak brick in in the structure of this thing, and a, I'm I'm scrolling through a lot of the images, and they they there's one mm-hmm. where they have the the VR goggles sitting by itself without any Joy-Con sitting in it, and no one's playing with it. And all the pictures they're showing, the kids have a Joy-Con slid into the helmet, <laughs> and are holding it up to their face with their hands, and that's weird, but. You don't know until you try it. <laughs> oh, wait. 
<laughs> Wait a minute, I see it. What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I posted the no, link in Skype. Not. I'll post it in the description no, if, if uh, you guys want to scroll through the promotional art they've released so far. No, no, I'm pretty sure you can take it out. Like, I'm pretty sure you can take it out. Like, at least that. Well, the theory is that that's, that's how it does head tracking, is, is that it's a more accurate gyroscope than the one in the, the console itself. Oh. Yeah. And thing is, like, I'm not trying to hate on it. I'm not trying to trash it. That I'm trying to be reasonably skeptical based on what I know and have experienced with how VR setups work and how VR gameplay is supposed to work. And that's another thing I was seeing in the demo for Breath of the Wild is that they really, unlike the Mario demos, which look like great little Astrobot levels, the Breath of the Wild demo looks almost like regular normal mode of the game and that's you'd think but that they'd want to show that, it off they'd show it off crazier well they might yeah but i think the one thing about this mm. is everyone's thinking it's aimed at everybody it's not it's once again aimed at like you can tell from the adverts and all of the promotional art it is <laughs> it is aimed at a specific targeted audience, which is the Labo. Uh-huh. Then don't get it, Liam. Then don't like, get it. younger generation. Yeah, and they dipped their toe into the hardcore. Here. I feel like the Odyssey and the Zelda stuff is to cater to that yes. hardcore a little bit. It, yeah. So, so, so now, like, yeah. like the babby gloves are off. I, I can't believe they're jumping into Breath of the Wild with this. Like, that's just, that's ballsy. That is fucking ballsy. Do, do you know what will be really funny? Do you know what will be really funny? And this will make me laugh because this is kind of like pushing it a little too far. I is that I can't wait for the thoughts. If you have to play like Mario Odyssey and like Zelda Breath of the Wild while like with the Joy-Cons while holding the Switch to your face. Like if you have to hold the, your hands above your face and control the Joy-Cons while it's in the headset. I I have <laughs> uh, here we go. I found the image on their website. So basically, you're describing what this kid I'm sending you a link of right now is doing in the pictures. I'm yeah. looking at pictures yeah, right It already. might be more likely than you think, Liam. Get ready. Get ready for that $40 <laughs> gamble. It's $40. It, it's like, it's fine. If I have fun for a weekend, it's fine. What if it is great? What if it isn't? It doesn't matter. I'm going to try it, and then I'll be able to report back, and we'll we'll see. <laughs> we all laugh. Speaking of spending money frivolously. What is, what is, what is, what is bad about this, though, before we quickly move on? What is bad about this is that it doesn't come out until the week after. Like, so Labo comes out on the 12th. Uh, is it? Yeah, it comes out on Friday. And then the Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey updates don't even come out until April 25th. You know, I'm okay with this. That's past tax season. Why are you going to buy it? I might buy a copy of Breath of the Wild for the Switch. Well, I'm also going to wait until Friday for reviews. <gasps> but if the, if it's fine, I might end up getting a copy of the Switch version of Breath of the Wild. Oh, how the tables it. have turned. I've always been waiting for reviews. The tables have turned. No, they haven't. <laughs> I'm never going to pre-order like anything. Not since 2000... It was uh, 8 when GTA 4 came out, I think out, I right? pre... No, no. Actually, no, I have a, I have a reason why I pre-ordered it. I, I usually wouldn't pre-order things. I don't... I think this is the first thing I've pre-ordered in a long time. I didn't even pre-order Smash Brothers. 
So the reason I did is because I did want to get it delivered to my office. So because I have a friend coming this weekend and I wanted to build the kits so I didn't have to do it all by myself while someone was here. That's why I did it. I would have a lot of fun making the kit with the girlfriend. Because I was going to buy it anyway. So Yeah, that's the, the big difference. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of losing money... <laughs> Um, I'm not one of them because it's only $40. Well, you are still pulling a higher profit margin than GameStop is these days. Homeless people are pulling more profit margins than GameStop. GameStop has posted their quarterly report (sighs) and revealed that (sighs) net sales are down 3% from February to right now, which is early April. Um, The company ultimately suffered from that... Hang on a second. Let me let me write a timestamp down here so I can make my brain cycle through these numbers better. That ultimately resorted in a massive loss that is the largest ever reported by the company, and it's actually the third time they've lost money since they launched in 2000. Wait, GameStop's only been around since 2000? Yeah, they bought out Funko Land and renamed it. This whole time I was thinking Funko Land was just like a weird joke? EB Games, I think, also was was another like former head of the Hydra that eventually became GameStop. So yeah, uh, holy shit. That, that They had a 34.7 million profit last year, and now they're suffering a $673 million loss this year. Oh! oh yeah, okay, there we go. That, those are, those are oh, numbers that, that put this in perspective. That is, <laughs> that is the difference between a Nintendo Labo VR and a PlayStation VR. oh my god that's that's non-negligible you can't you can't ignore that and i i i interpret that as the signs of of scarily changing times are you happy stadia are you happy google stadia is coming are you happy robert (laughs) koddick that your games is service online only drm enabled multiplayer modes that have no offline features at all are doing this I like how you're blaming things that aren't out for last year's profits. <laughs> it was a joke, and then he ran with it. The blood of all these ha- jobs is, is on your hands, Tim Apex Legends. What are, what are, what are people going to do in real life once GameStop's closed down? Mm-hmm. Where are we mm-hmm. going to go? What are we going to do? Become YouTubers. That's scary and kind of already feels Talk like... Talk about your time at games. Why though. I'm already on YouTube is because jobs are hard to get. <laughs> so in recent years, GameStop has leveraged the losses of their used game sales dwindling. The used game sales has always been the largest portion of, of money they've been able to make. Nowadays, a lot of it comes out of um, merch sales. Like, like, have you ever go in these days good one-third of the store is is like Funko Pop figurines and controllers and the the used game sales apparently are not the big thing anymore but it used to be the case where the used game sales were like three quarters of the store and the the new games were like one quarter of the store and the merch was like the two percent other portion of the store Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what it looks like nowadays. I haven't been in one since 2016, I want to say, when I was uh, putting together my my 3DS stuff. And um, 
Then it was they, they they were still going heavy on the merchandise, and I wonder if now the the ratio is just steadily increasing and increasing as 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 games that get printed on discs that get bought by people in stores with with the job at the checkout line are going away. I mean, isn't GameStop like known for some pretty shady business practices? Anyway? You mean game power to the players stop is. Uh... Not not giving the players great deals. <laughs> the paradigm with like buying retail since the existence of Amazon has been that you're probably paying more and getting a worse experience unless you really go ham on their discount card. And you had to wait for those deals too, where you trade a couple in towards, you know, whatever new game and you get like an extra twenty percent bonus and with that card you end up getting a ton of like credit back. For what you paid for. They still try to try to sell magazine subscriptions. Uh, I don't know about magazine. I've only been in there for like Smash Brothers recently. Don't they have like a YouTube channel now that they play like in the stores? Oh no, that's been there. Yeah, that Game Informer oh, thing. Oh yeah, with the lady. Yeah, it's the same thing, looping the whole day. It's. I feel so sorry for the employees. Yeah, they have to listen to it. I, I had a similar thing. Like like. Music is better. In that case, you can just like forget the words. But in this case, the same script gets repeated every every ninety yeah. minutes, and it says "hollow." Yeah. <laughs> the person reminds me of uh, Comcast on demand cable channel. I think they use the same lady. Um. Hmm. Anyways, Ars Technica compares this uh, loss to to some some uneasy foreshadowing that. Uh, that, that faced Tower Records and Borders Books as as other mediums that have gone digital and since seen their, their retail side of the industry kind of fizzle away. And one thing they do note, actually, is that GameStop is seeing some growth of its own selling of digital goods in its store. That category was up 16.5%, driven by continued strength in digital currency for free-to-play games like Fortnite and downloadable content. So those are the gift cards, I guess, at the the checkout yeah, aisle. Yeah, but people could just get that at Walmart or whatever store. Doesn't matter. And and I guess they go to GameSpot stop nowadays to buy Funko Pops and gift cards. Oof. That's sad. No, it's not. I used to work at GameStop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I have no sympathy. It's it's like when Blockbuster went away. Like, like they were a shitty megalomaniac company and all, but there was also a kind of sense of community around the stores. Yeah, I did that. Uh, it, it, it was a place, at least for for young video game buffs to try and get their first shitty summer jobs out of high school. I'm I'm raising my hand. Anyone else? Yep. Yeah, me, me too. too. And now we're equivalent. Me too. And I used to rent some uh, some games from there, man. Back in the in the old days, uh, N sixty four, on up. Did did they have an actual rental program, or did you just abuse their actually pretty generous refund program? Uh, what is the abusing? What? So so when I was in high school and working at GameStop, some um of, of my friends were pulling a scheme where they would just return games before the 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 refund buy off date and I think they they let you get away with it four times and at that point you just move on to a new store. Oh, oh, okay, and and I'm assuming their moms were driving them to all these other stores, right? <laughs> oh, these these were shitty kids. These were the bad kids. These were the cool kids who who sat at their always uh, finding a loophole table in life. And, 
you know, you know, running the yeah, red lights, yeah. the, doing the rolling stops. The ones who skip on class to work jobs to buy a car because mm-hmm. that's what matters at that stage in their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So that they can abuse the refund policies of, of GameStop. Dude, I don't know. They're kids. I used to use the car to go to Taco Bell a lot. God, Taco Bell back in the day was so good. So good. Cheesy bean rice I ordered Taco Bell. Ooh. I ordered Taco Bell with Grubhub a week ago, and it was one of the worst mistakes I've made in yeah, my life. It's, it's, yeah, things have changed. Things have gotten a little unhealthier as the population has grown. <laughs> the high demand for tacos has uh, made things a little unhealthy. Taco Tuesday, yo's. Don't pre-order tacos. <laughs> no. you For Taco Tuesday, you go to your favorite mom-and-pop taco place and get yourself that I little do. dollar I tacos. Do. You know, the, the ones with the I little small-ass little wrap, which I, I, I hate so much. <laughs> Wait, Liam, there's a Mexican restaurant near you? Yeah, there's a great place in Kyoto called K Paso. <laughs> That, uh, wait, 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 okay. okay, you need to give me some huh. details here. No fucking way, it has good reviews, it what does. is this? He, re- he recently got, Ryotaro, uh, he's a great dude, he recently got named King of Burritos of Japan. It, I see cilantro in these pictures. <laughs> yeah, his dad, his dad is a cilantro farmer. Holy Old shit, grower. so to get cilantro in Japan, you have to farm it yourself? Wait, is everyone Japanese over there? Yeah. And it, in that it, store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. The people... Everybody's Japanese. There's tons of people who don't know. Mexican food in Japan is bad. It's usually so Pizza bad. Just bad. like Italian food. Yeah, it's really bad usually. Oh. Yeah, but no. Real Toro's stuff is, is really good. His burritos are fucking you excellent. You live next to the only good Mexican restaurant in Japan. I do, and we go there every Tuesday. The game dev community in <laughs> Kyoto, we have Taco Tuesdays. So if you are in Kyoto, come to Game Dev Taco Tuesdays. We go drink first, and then we go drunkenly stumble over to K Pasa and eat burritos and, and, and tacos. K Pasa, it's, it's all in caps. K Pasa. It's fucking tiny though, and it's always busy. So prepare yourself for that. Yeah, I, I got a a little plate of um quote unquote nachos at a uh, at a um Mexican restaurant it a, in... It was in, a Taco Bell, wasn't it, George? <laughs> Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it was a single small flour tortilla that they kind of thrown in the microwave with some shredded cheese from the grocery store. Like, like just... Where did you go? Oh, yeah, it's this Mexican restaurant on 4th and 5th. Yeah. I don't think there was salsa in it. There was just tomatoes. <laughs> It's just weird seeing cilantro. Like I remember that was that was the the missing link. And can you can you uh, general knowledge fact? Can you give me the European name for cilantro without googling it? I I, I didn't know that was not the European name. It is not. Do you, Matt? Do you know cilantro? No, coriander. Cilantrino. Buongiorno, cilantrino, por favor. Coriander. Coriander? What? Coriander. Coriander is cilantro? I thought there were two different things. Yeah. No, coriander is uh, cilantro. What? And, uh, no way! Yeah, that's Holy what your shit. old pal... That's what your old pal Ainsley Harriot calls cilantro. 
coriander, also known as Chinese parsley. I've never heard it called that. I did not know. Wow. Wow. Okay. Anyways, we gotta we gotta move on to. Uh, uh, we went from GameStop to this. Yeah. How did we end up? Okay. <laughs> Third funny, sad <laughs> news story of the week. Speaking of, of real life, mimicking... Oh, don't you have to talk about some bullshit politician? God damn yeah, it. Yeah, bullshit politician. A real life Republican politician has been banned from EVE Online for alleged <laughs> political corruption in EVE Online. The character in question is a guy named Brisk Rubal, who in real life is a lawyer <laughs> and lobbyist who has worked in public offices that he has had to run election campaigns for. Okay, okay. What's his name? Brisk Rubal, I think. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> Sounds like a, a nice roasted meat brisket. Oh. Is, that, is that his name in Eve or his real name? That's a good question. <laughs> I, wanna, I need a brisket Rubal. Because that does not sound like somebody's name. Brisket Rubal. Brisk Rubal. Whatever his real name is, people have to know it because... <laughs> Brisk Rubal was a member of the Council of Stellar Management. It is a um, kind of like a, a insider group of players who, who I guess are are like voted in as being influencers for the company. They they get they're they're super fans who get clued in on new new details and new new upcoming features to uh, uh, bring that news to the rest of the players and and represent them to to the the bigger company of CCP. And much like a real-life government, players elect other players who run election campaigns vying for their votes to get into the Council of Stellar Management. Brisk was elected to the Council of Stellar Management while partially promoting his real-life experience and career being a lobbyist and a politician who runs and wins elections in real life. And... As, as the days went on, CCP apparently got a report from other players in the Council of Stellar Management claiming that Brisk Rubal was sharing confidential information from CCP with other players and using it to conduct illicit in-game transactions, advantaging what I would presume to be whatever his entity is or the other players, which I guess is like a virtual version of insider trading. And he's a Republican. Well, okay. No feelings hurt there. <laughs> you guys want to move on to listener questions after that one? Or should we dig the, dig this grave even further? <laughs> Wait. Like, uh, well, fuck him. He shouldn't have done it. He had an NDA, and he signed it. It's his vault. If, if, if true, alleged, you know, lawyer we're talking about. They make the rules, right? Eve is really... Eve really is its own world. Mm-hmm. Which drives conspiracy theories that this might actually all be like a smear campaign from some other circle of conspirators <gasps> inside the, the Council of Stellar Management. <laughs> God, every time Eve makes the news, you're like, what? What's happening? Yeah, like, yeah. I played that game, and I was like, how does this even have this sort of interconnected political yeah, Star Wars-esque sense. It's like no. microcosm Wall Street game. Yeah. I don't I I think it's cool and everything, but I also can't help but feel like a lot of it might be artificially drummed up by the players themselves. Mm -hmm. Like uh like like a lot of 
if, if you ever watch a video of one of the great big star battles of EVE Online while <laughs> it's happening, it does not look like how look it is like described it. in the news. Yeah, it's always like the greatest EVE war is about to take place as players from two different factions meet in the middle of Stargate 950B. And then you watch the video and you're like, oh... It, it takes them like four minutes to fly their ship anywhere and get blown up. And then they can zoom out the map of the war, and it looks impressive and really big. But on an individual player scale, I, I have a feeling a lot of it's like power users with four monitors hooked up to spreadsheets. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine though, I imagine if you are into that kind of thing, like that kind of moment. Even as your career is, in real life? Is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it always it always feels good to be be part of a, a grander cause than yourself. Um, just when it comes to political corruption and, and insider manipulation, might want to pick a better cause than the Republican Party. Maybe we should move to another uh, listener question after I dug that grave for myself. Oh yeah, all the E fans, they're going to flip out. You remember when we talked about Star Citizen? Remember that? Oh my God! Somebody bought the TV thing up to me the other day, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> that guy that said black guys are cool it was it was that guy it was that guy black guys are cool <laughs> shout out to Elliot <laughs> oh my god uh, we can't be experts on everything we can only be experts on 92% of all human knowledge a guy it was that guy black guys are cool <laughs> shout out to Elliot <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, yeah, yeah. Uh, go, go ahead, Joyce. We can't be experts on everything. We can only be experts on 92% of all human knowledge. Oh, man. Yo, I don't know, man. My mom loves me. Sometimes I swear she thinks that I, like, know the meaning of life and shit. She, she, she vastly overestimates my, uh, my accuracy on this show. Was, you, was your response, Mom, I did try to watch the meaning of life and I only got 42% of the way through it. <laughs> Well, that's a very specific percent. I'm, I'm glad you kept count. Isn't that the? It's a joke in the in the movie. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> he went straight over oh his head and he didn't god. get Let's it. Let's just do questions. <laughs> we got two questions. Proves, just proves that you don't know the meaning of life. I I I'm gonna have to call my mom and apologize. She's gonna be like, "You didn't know 42." <laughs> Wait, she listens. Unfortunately. Really? <laughs> wow. Hi, mom. Hi, George's mom. <laughs> Guys, can we not talk about my mom anymore? Can we instead talk about Ahia E's question that they sent in to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com? This got weird. <laughs> we can make it weirder. Send in your emails now. Ahia Ye says, Hi. I hear you. Hi, Dad and Sons. I hear you. E. I hear you here. Hi, Dad and Sons. I wanted to ask your opinions about game lengths, and in particular, RPGs. As a 30-year-old man, free time is somewhat limited mm. now. For shorter games like Spider-Man and DMC5, that's no issue. But Pillars 1 and Witcher 3 took me one and two years, respectively. Holy shit. Holy shit. I don't even bother buying RPGs anymore, because I'll know I'll barely be able to play them before moving on. Are RPGs by necessity long and drawn oh. out? Undertale managed to be a short adventure, and some would say that the best part of FF7 was Midgar, a.k.a. the first few hours. Yep. What would it take for RPGs to downscale and trim the fat? Is that a reasonable request, or am I simply not the target demographic any longer? 
Well, RPG means role-playing game, so you don't necessarily have to have a role-playing game that's 40 hours no, long. No, you don't. And Undertale is a good example of, of exactly what I'd like beaten, to see. Chrono Trigger can be beaten in the same amount of time as Spider-Man. Spider-Man still took me like 20 hours. And they also mentioned the Final Fantasies. For what it's worth, like Final Fantasy 6 to 10 have really compressed, like, highly fast-paced first what? acts that are great. Oh, right. And, oh, I thought um, you were going to say they're short. I was like, Final Fantasy no, X goes not, on forever. It's so easy to imagine those games, uh, like, like towards the third and the second and third act, when they slow down, it's so easy to imagine them cutting things off short early on, because it's, like, like, we have examples of games that do it well, like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've kind of traded, we've, we've gone in a weird direction where those games were long because they were unfortunately and i love those games they were artificially long because of grinding mm. and the game padded itself out whereas with games like the witcher 3 and pillars 1 they don't do that anymore you naturally progress because they just give you so much content it's unreal there's just so many things to do and if if you'd like more there, there's like a comedy rpg weird a comedy jrpg subgenre has games like the uh, the Mario RPGs. They don't tend to overstay their yeah. welcome. Um, oh my god. Charles Barkley, Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like a good eight-hour little burst of comedy like Undertale. That, that follows the Undertale model of uh, the, the like Cthulhu Saves the World, Breath of Death, indie game maker yeah. RPG model. Yeah, there, are, there is stuff out there. For sure, and RPGs don't need to be like the regular. I mean, you can either make them full of content. Triple A stuff that comes out like that. But even yeah, yeah. I mean, at happen. those points, people have expectations. They don't need to, and there are games out there that don't do that. Undertale is the example you gave. It's indie, but usually though, people yeah at the at the JRPG level of things, there is like a tried and true trope that is not going to go away anywhere anytime soon for sure. And on the AAA side of the market, that that they got to make their dollar back, and they don't want to lose it on used game sales, so yeah, it has to I last say, long. I would say, like, games like, as weird as this is to say, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and, like, Origins are probably on the shorter end of being RPGs, even though they're not really RPGs. They're actually as, those games are built to last forever. As a, yeah. as a guy who's almost 30, I would say... I've got uh, become very acquainted with howtobeat.com. Ah, yes, um, yes. When you yes. see an RPG in the game, valuable resource. Yeah, you go there, you put it in, and you look up the main story hour time. If you see around 20 hours, you know it's going to be a decent game you can go through. You can skip some of the you know, the completionist stuff cuz you can see don't, don't all gotta... the collectibles in in the completionist section. Like it's usually double or even triple the time of the the main story. You don't gotta break up with your girlfriend yeah. to to make it through. Yeah, exactly. The Witcher, the Witcher three is kind of worth you playing through all the extra stuff. So it's more of a relationship. Because it's yeah, a, it's it, a lot of it's good, <laughs> and it's hard to not. Yeah, do it's it, hard because a lot of that shit is yeah. good. It's like Sekiro. I'm probably have played like thirty hours of Sekiro now, but it has consumed every waking moment where I'm not at work. Or I'm not out of my apartment. So, wow. Um, yeah. Are you the target demographic? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Because yeah, everything that's, that's it been needs to have some to extra swallow. stuff 
all the time. Even God of War has extra True. stuff now, which is the weirdest thing mm-hmm. to me. And do, I, do I, know, do... I, I don't. Sorry, I don't know how you guys feel about this now, but I've kind of come to terms with that. I buy games and I play them and I don't finish them. But if, as long as I enjoyed my time with them, I'm kind of okay with that now. It's becoming harder for me to swallow. Yeah, I I don't like to not finish things, but sometimes, <sighs> sometimes things like suck like, around. Just like you know, I what? keep bringing up Odyssey, and I actually was playing Odyssey last night. They released some new DLC of Odyssey, where uh, you got some cool little side quests that last about an hour and a half that follow some secondary characters that have a little arc, but my god, the main quest of that game is something that I actually don't know if I'll ever see completed. There's tons of stuff keeping me busy. It's not going away, yet it's also not really overstaying itself. It's still fun. I don't know what to like, do. Like, Red Dead Redemption is a it's a good reason. Um, it's a good example, I guess. Like, the, the whole killing killing the deers and stuff like that get upgrading our pouch and that i think that that's odyssey that was playing i believe was it odyssey or the one before that like assassin's origins is egypt odyssey is greece Uh, i think i was playing origins and like there's something about assassin's creed game nowadays that just doesn't appeal to me i just know it's a totally different yeah i play it the first yeah I, i play it for like an hour and i'm like yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even like, like it's because I know I'm just not gonna like open this. world adventure <laughs> sword fighting game. It's not a stealth game with with city social stealth mechanics. It's it's a, almost a dungeon crawler RPG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a Diablo like now. That's weird, isn't it? It's weird that Assassin's Creed, I feel, is now more comparable to Diablo than Assassin's Creed. Damn. That's that's weird. I haven't played a new one. Yeah, you have since level Black enemies, Flag. level dungeons, level loot all the time. You're getting new, better gear, and that's the drip feed loop that drives the 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 sessions. But I mean, I heard Odyssey is like pretty top dog. It, I've been interested, but I just I just know myself. I just don't want to get you mm-hmm. know buy a game and get invested like or rent it. Mm-hmm. It's it's good, it's, but it's yeah. it's a janky beast no, to go up don't against. I don't want the jank right now. It is weird because I'm almost at the point going into games where I know I'm not going to finish them, but I'm looking forward to playing them anyway. Like, Dragon's Dogma comes out on the Switch at the end of this month. And I'm kind of like, as long as I'm done with Sekiro, I will play that. And I know I won't finish it. I already know. Yeah. I've always looked at it as a, mm. a bit janky. From what I saw, a lot of a lot of grimacing in this in this question. I'm alright with. We're, we're yeah. just like, eh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah it's tough. It's tough. Mm. As you get older, it is super tough. Yeah, there it's are just, like genres. Just hard pills to swallow here. Yeah, yeah. There are genres that I'd just become a bit inaccessible. Hardtobeat.com. Well. Use it. So, next question is way easier. Aaron W asks. To my favorite dads, this is a question for all of you, but probably mostly Liam. I'm going to Japan for the first time in May with my brother. For part of our trip, we're staying in Kyoto for a few days and wanted to ask what are some non-touristy things to do or places to go in Kyoto. Food recommendations are also going to be great. Oh, I just heard about nice, this place. Nice, easy, positive. Place. It was really good. <laughs> I ate some. Definitely compare it to the other. <laughs> compare it to all the other burritos in Japan. Eat all of them so that you can know that this is the only good one. 
<laughs> I mean, there you go. Go to Cape Pasta. <laughs> No, I'm actually, I am legitimately curious. If I'm ever in Kyoto again, I do want to go just to know what it's like to eat at a decent Mexican restaurant yeah, in Japan. Yeah, dude, it's great. The thing is, it gets, like, the recommendation, because when there's, like, guests in town from America, like, there's game dev people coming in and out of Kyoto all the time. When you get guests from America and, like, you know, we say, come along to Taco Tuesday, they're like, oh, man, Mexican in Japan, I don't know. And then they have the burrito, and like, oh man, this is a pretty good burrito. So you know, kind of passes passes the foreigner test at least. Um, I w- got a tour of the Fushimianari Taisha at night by by my good friend Scrib. That's something I would not have thought to do, but was totally awesome and worth it. And also a nice cultural experience. Like it explains the, the, the horror that a lot of, a lot of fatal frame stuff comes from spooky Japanese temples at night are spooky. Can confirm. Oh no. Oh no. And it was cool. Like being like, Oh, that's, that's where, that's where fatal frame comes from. Damn. Uh, there's lots of things, especially in Kyoto. You obviously have all the touristy stuff. Uh, Arushiyama, Kinkakuji, uh, Nijo Castle, the palace, uh, non-touristy stuff. Um, the Philosopher's Path is pretty cool. Ooh, that sounds like my alley. Yeah, a walking trail that goes through a lot of old Kyoto and stuff like that. It's really oh, cool. Oh, man, the Google search um, is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, getting drunk by the Kamogawa River. Yes. Go get yeah, some yeah. cans from the kombini, some bento boxes from the kombini, and just go get drunk by the river. That is a Kyoto-like rite of passage. Mm-hmm. I can't say I saw a lot of Kyotos doing it. Can't say I saw a lot of tourists doing it. Go do it. It's great, and it's fantastic. Uh, Food-wise, there are so many places in, in everywhere in Japan. Whether you want to eat it like an izakaya... Uh, and you want to eat like Japanese food or you want to go eat, uh, especially in Kyoto, obviously we have the good old Mexican and we have some other places. <laughs> we re- we actually just got a Shake Shack that opened. There was a Shake Shack that opened, which My is God. way too expensive. I can't believe how um, uh, like progressive and exotic Kyoto's foreign cuisine is. <laughs> <laughs> Shake shacks and burritos. You guys are like exactly you right. Got the whole it's crazy. Right there. Got a McDonald's on every corner. Oh. No, there's like there's so many places, and like the area I live in, uh, which is near Karasuma, has a, a shit ton of cafes and excellent places to go. Uh, non-touristy stuff that is things to do is. Not really Kyoto's bag. Kyoto's bag is about walking around and like looking at it. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It is in mm-hmm. Osaka where you can go do like a ton of stuff. If you want to do like actual activities, you should probably go to like Osaka. Otherwise, in Kyoto, you're going to end up probably going to tea ceremonies or something <laughs> like that, which could be cool, but you know, it's very um, old Japanese. It is the cultural capital of Japan, it is the old capital, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to walk around historical things, and absolutely, I positively recommend taking a mountain trail at night through some shrines. Yeah, some great mountains. There's great mountains. There's great sento baths. There's, it's more yeah. touristy, but I also recommend the Sensoji Temple if you want to see uh, the, <laughs> this, the, the, the square, circle, and triangle motif appear a few hundred years before the PlayStation. Wait. That's that's where you can see that. There's more than one Senzuji? 
Tsunsoji in Kyoto. Right. Maybe we're getting the... Because I've been to... Wait, Asakusa? Sensoji Temple. Hang on. I might have gotten the name wrong. It's, it's a Zen <laughs> Buddhist temple with the big dragon silly. Kaniji, that's the one. Yeah, I was like, that's out, a little bit outside of uh, Tokyo or close. Yeah, and so so to... I got the name wrong, but Kaniji Temple is where I found the uh, the the square, circle, triangle Buddhist uh, uh, ink drawings about how they thought that like all elements of the universe could be represented by these three shapes. And the dragon on the ceiling was super duper cool too. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of things. And if you like video mm. games, like most of the temples are the temples that inspired the uh, temples in the Zelda games, which is cool. And you can kind of notice the three imperial regalia of Japan is <laughs> that that explains Zelda. That Zelda makes a whole lot more sense after you Google that. And I'm also I, I was looking at Kanojiji Temple, the Thunder God, who I see a lot of in uh, Sekiro. Was was someone I learned about in in that temple, Rajin, and how he's depicted as this like kind of pasty white doughboy growling all the time. <laughs> Rajin is cool as fuck. I I recognize him Raikou now. Raiju and Rajin. I'm like, oh, I saw I saw him in Kaniji Temple. That's where I learned about Raiju. Yeah, there's lots of statues of him about, especially in Shikoku in the Buddhist in the 88 temples, the Buddhist temples. A walk around Kyoto at night will will make Dark Souls and Fatal Frame. You Make could a lot uh, more sense. you could also do one. Um, Dan Sons fan listener Elliot, who came to Kyoto last week and hit us up. You can buy me a beer. That's a good non-touristy thing. You can buy <laughs> and, me a beer or two or two and a burrito. You got the like Elliot set the bar. He bought me two beers, so you know anybody anybody passing through three next time. Oh my God, we're gonna get everyone drunk. Dude, dude. We're going to get all our listeners drunk. Do a Liam fun every time you go to Kyoto. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you put it a bit aside. I'll take you to a cool place. That's like my... <laughs> don't, don't go to the cool place with Liam. Gift go to a public to place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George managed to make it back to America. I'm not that much of a danger. Well, I didn't. I didn't come back with my ego. You took that during the smash stream. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have an ego to begin Ooh. with. As soon as you touched that controller, oh damn! Oh, getting serious. I think Whoa. Matt put you in the place with like fifty frames of lag. <laughs> Matt, I guess. I guess. I guess you have to figure out how to how how to clean this mess up. How 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 to play us out. I guess when I when I come back to. Japan, I'll just go straight to Kyoto because I oh, I've already been to Tokyo. Dude, you know you are. And then I'll just get an Airbnb. You're gonna stay with me for like a whole go. week. Yeah, I I can't stay less than a week. It had to be a week or more. Yeah, dude. But yeah, Japan is great. Kyoto is great. Man is great. George is great. This hey. podcast is a train wreck. <laughs>